1: Good morning, I'm Head Pastor Billy Han Jr. and I would like to thank you for joining us today. We'd like to welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade Telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Nevada from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV, Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC, Channel 13 in Palm Springs, From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY, channel 9 in El central California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO, channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, parts of Nevada and Wyoming from 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY-TV, Channel 20, Grand Junction, Colorado, and from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at jesuscomingsoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church, located at 1043 Middle Street, is the headquarters of the gospel of the kingdom of God for the whole world, with a sign at the roof of the temple, Jesus coming soon, a landmark in Cali for over 95 years, and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Longbaum on August 4, 4th, 1923, and pass on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hahn, Sr., 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is, those in the hospitals and convents and homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. The church choir under the direction of Emilia Hahn will start off today's telecast with a toe-tapping song entitled, God's Choir. They will be ably accompanied by Edith Matsuki on the piano, Rose Bachelot on the organ. Through the signs in the heavens above and the earth beneath, the coming of the Lord is near at hand. Now is the time to serve him with our whole hearts, mind, and soul. We must press on to the prize of the mark of the high calling in Christ Jesus so we can be part of God's choir in the sky, singing a great hallelujah and loud amen. Please follow along and sing with the choir as you see the words appear on your screen. That's why. Right. The church band under the direction of yours truly will play the song, Pass Me Not. Our Lord and Savior is passing our way. Let the love of the Lord and joy in our hearts fill our soul with peace and happiness. We praise and thank the Lord for His great goodness and tender mercies. He is always there to answer our prayers, comfort our hearts, and fill our lives with gladness. Our soloist for today is Seth Makana Asano, who will we'll give the Lord all the praises and glory, singing the beautiful song, When You Pray. Doing his background music will be Associate Pastor Marvin being on the bass, Trusty Associate Pastor Evan Sproach Sr. and Mason Asano Sr. the guitar, Iris Luck on the drums, and yours truly on the piano. Everything we do in the gospel is spirit led and directed by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. As we commit all our burdens, cares, and woes to the Lord in prayer, He will make our way to victory. For prayer is the strength of the gospel. It is prayer that moves the mighty hand of God, that moves the whole world.
2: At the close of the...
1: The church choir will now perform their final number for the day entitled, Bring Us Hope, featuring Seneca Rose Hahn on the cello. Our Lord is our great comforter and brings us hope when the storms of life prevail. He is there to calm the seas and part the waters. Sometimes His voice is louder than thunder to warn us of dangers ahead, and other times He speaks to us in the still small voice to let us know that He is our hope and mighty God. Thank you. We are blessed to have an ukulele trio done by members of the Carrillo family who will pick and shrunk to the songs, battle hymn of the Republic, and victory. Our Lord is our divine protector in times of trouble. He puts a song in our heart and causes us to rejoice despite all the adversity around us. There is always victory ahead when we put the Lord first in our lives and let him lead and guide us to the land flowing with milk and honey. The daughters of Judah will sing that heartwarming song entitled, Preach the Foursquare Gospel. All praises and glory go to the Lord for His great goodness and loving kindness. We praise Him for our salvation, full and free, and for His everlasting mercy and compassion. We praise Him for the gospel of the kingdom of God that Jesus saves, Jesus heals, Jesus baptized with the Holy Ghost and with fire, and Jesus is coming soon. At this time, it is a great pleasure to dedicate this song to Mr. and Mrs. Levi Casanaris, a dear couple in Christ. May the Lord continue to bless and strengthen you in this new year. Have a wonderful Sunday. ¶¶¶¶¶¶
3: It's me.
4: Praise the Lord everyone, I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda and I'd like to repeat our television times, stations, and locations in the continental United States for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC channel 13 in Palm Springs, From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY channel 9 in El Centro, California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight On stage in KGBY TV, channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado. From 6 to 7 a.m. on Time Warner Cable, channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning the schedule of gospel services here in our home state Hawaii, services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At Okamaki Branch Church located at 1361 Pololo Avenue, gospel services are held Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by Neighbor Island Branch Churches, as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Casinari Sr. in Kanakakai, Molokai, by Pastor Kenneth M. Alvario in Lahaina, Maui, by Pastor Walter I. Tinlo in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K. Y. Asano Sr. in Koloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Espera in Bologo, Pikawaian, and by Pastor Vesper Espera in President Rojas, Cotabato, Mindanao, Philippines
1: My sermon entitled, Root of All Evil, was prepared especially for you in hopes that it will motivate you to become partakers in Christ Jesus. The Lord's path is always the straight and narrow, and for many, it can appear to be a difficult and constant uphill climb. But take it on good authority that the easy downhill path will lead you directly into condemnation it certainly would be an irreversible and distrustful fate for anyone to hear the Lord say at judgment, I know you not. Don't enter into my rest. Therefore, may today's sermon encourage you to take matters into your own hands, if you haven't already done so, and work on your salvation immediately. We who have been born truly born of water and of the spirit don't like to hear much talk about money in the church. Can you imagine? In achieving and attaining all that the church has, there have been no fundraising campaigns of any kind in the history of the church. Selling sort of sweet bread, candies, la la sausages, huli-huli chickens, and so forth. Nor has it been carnivals, fairs, bazaars, raffles, and the like nor do we have collections or solicitings of any kind, just voluntary contributions through tithes and fruitful offerings from members and friends and much-need drill, which is prayer. We believe, as we have been taught, that this work is one of faith and trust in the Lord. Since its beginning in 1923 to the present, the Lord has provided all the sustenance that has been needed to meet the expenses of the work. What a miracle indeed. Somehow, we fail to see how our attitude and approach to money tie in with our faith, our spirituality, and our relationship with Jesus. In the Sermon on the Mount, when Jesus said in Matthew six twenty-four, no man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. In other words, he is telling his saints, you cannot give yourself to God and money. He is speaking directly to us because the temptation to serve the Almighty Dollar instead of the Almighty God is with us constantly. Living as we do in a highly materialistic society. This is one of the battles we will constantly encounter in our lives. Jesus identified a certain attitude toward money in attaining eternal life. He told the multitudes to give up the idea that money can bring happiness. He told them if they wanted to become the kind of person God wanted them to be, they would first have to give away their money. A rich young man came up to him and said in Luke eighteen eighteen. And a certain ruler asked him, saying, good master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? The answer is simply keep the commandments. We find this is the exact advice in verse 20. Thou knowest the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not kill. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Honor thy mother, father, and thy mother. The young man informed Jesus that he did keep the commandments, but still his life was empty. What do I lack? He asked, Jesus replied in verse 22, Yet lackest thou one thing, sell all that thou hast and distribute unto the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven. And come, follow me. When the young man heard this, he went away sorrowful for he had great possessions and was very rich. When Jesus saw that the young man was very sorrowful, the Lord said, as we find in the twenty-four to the twenty-seven verses, How hardy shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God? For it is easier for a camel to go through a needle's eye than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. And they that heard it said, who then can be saved? And he said, "The things which are impossible with men are possible with God." Jesus rebuked greediness, as you read in Luke twelve fifteen and verses thirty two to thirty four. Take heed, and beware of covetousness, for a man's life consisteth not in the abundance of the things which he possesseth. Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell that ye have and give alms. Provide yourselves bags which wax not old, a treasure in the heavens that faileth not, where no thief approaches, neither moth corrupteth. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Therefore, not money. But Jesus is the strength of our lives. He reigns over the whole universe. And because he is God, we never need lose hope. Paul tells us in Romans the 8, chapter, verses 24 to 25, For we are saved by hope. But hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? But if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience Wait for it. Jesus can't transform our worst tragedies into final victories. The problem is that most of us won't allow Jesus to be in our lives until we've been hit with a major crisis and reach the end of our own resources. The rest of the time, we place ourselves under the rule of the world. There is nothing wrong with money, but it is the love of money that we choose to serve. We read in 1 Timothy 6, verses 9 through 10, But they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare, and into many foolish and hurtful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Thus, we find that there are those who leave the faith for money, which is the wrong path taken. God has to send sorrows to draw them back to the faith. It is certain we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. Therefore, the desire for money can plunge us into ruin and destruction and into absolute silence. We find that talk shows are among the most popular programs on TV and radio. Listeners are invited to call the station and via telephone talk live on the air with the program hosts. Perhaps the most popular of all are the money making talk shows hosted by investment counselors who advise callers about their finances. Many call the stations looking for free advice on what to do with their excess money. Without exception, they not only want to hold on to it, they want it to grow as fast as possible. On the other hand, callers never ask for advice on how to give away their excess. I think most of us would have to admit that this is our attitude toward money. We come fools. Remember, a fool in Scripture does not denote a mentally deficient person, but rather one who is arrogant and self-sufficient, one who orders his life as if there were no God. He is so blessed and is unwilling to share his blessings that he says within himself. I will pull down my barns and build bigger ones in which to store my goods. We Luke 12, 19 to 21, And I will say to my soul, soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall those things be which thou hast provided? So is he that lays treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. The rich man was not mentally deficient, but he was a fool because he placed greater importance upon the wealth he had accumulated than upon his soul and eternal well being. In the desert, when Jesus was tempted by Satan at the beginning of his ministry, Jesus was offered the choice of serving God or money. Jesus chose God, and as God's servant, he died on the cross in order to give us the gift of resurrection and hope. Now, we are offered the choice of serving God or money. By choosing to be followers of Jesus, we have not chosen a mere title to be conferred upon us, but a way of life to be lived by us. And each cup of water we give in Jesus' name will be a sign that God's kingdom of love is where our treasure lies. Jesus concludes the Sermon on the Mount with a parable. As we read in Matthew, the seventh chapter, verses 24, 26, and 27. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon the rock. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them shall not be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell. And great was the fall of it. These verses tell us that when the storms and the floods came, the wise man's house remained standing, but the foolish man's house came tumbling down. Which goes to show you, everything that's not of Jesus will come tumbling down like the walls of Jericho. Therefore, if you are wise, you will build your house on the love of God, which endures forever. If you are foolish, like the rich farmer, you will build your house on the love of money, which can plunge you to utter destruction. Read in Psalm chapter 49, verses 16 to 20. Be not thou afraid when one is made rich, when the glory of of his house is increased. For when he dieth, he shall carry nothing away. His glory shall not descend after him. Though while he live, he bless his soul, and men will praise thee when thou doest well to thyself. He shall go to the generation of his fathers. They shall never see light. Man that is in honor and understandeth not is like the beast that perish. In this materialistic society, the temptation to serve the almighty dollar instead of the almighty God is with us constantly. Listen carefully to Jesus' words to the wise. No man can serve two masters. You cannot give yourself to God and money. You have to make the choice. It's one or the other. Listen to Matthew chapter 7, verse 21. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, Have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works? And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Today we find many false prophets who claim that they are really called the Lord. And in that day they will cry out, we have done all these wonderful things in thy name. And Jesus will reply, I never knew you. I never called you to preach the gospel. I never called you to pray for the sick and afflicted. I never called you to cast out devils. Therefore, depart from me. For 40 days, the risen Lord had been instructing the apostles of things pertaining to the kingdom of God, teaching them from the scriptures. We read Luke 24, 47 to 48, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. And ye are witnesses of these things. And it began with Peter's sermon in Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost. reading Acts 2.36, Therefore, let all the house of Israel know surely that God had made that same Jesus, whom you have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Yes, it was clear that Jesus was the Messiah. No message could have been more unwelcome to the Jews who had rejected his Messianic claims and crucified him. While Peter preached in power and demonstration of God's Holy Spirit, they that heard were pricked in their hearts and asked, Men and brethren, what shall we do? And that same question should be in the hearts of people today. What must I do to be saved? Read in Acts 2.38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Yes, the Spirit of God fell upon the 120 believers who tarried in the upper room for 10 days. And they were all full of the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues, forming the first church of which Christ was and still is the head. Peter gave the greatest altar call of all time. 3,000 souls accepted the Lord and were baptized in Jesus' name. As we read in 41st verse, then they that gladly received his word were baptized And the same day, they were added unto them about 3,000 souls. Praising God, they had all things common and were acceptable to all the people. The Lord added to the church daily, such as should be saved. The word common is sometimes called first century communism. It is different from today's kind of communism. The early Christians were unselfish and reasoned, what's mine is yours. Today's selfish communism claims what is yours is mine. And outside the name of Jesus one cannot be saved. Read in Isaiah 43.11, I even I am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. This verse confirms Acts 4.12. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven, even among men, whereby we must be saved. Today, there are many very noble and upright people who believe that their good life will earn them a home in heaven. But that is not so. Reading John 3:5. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And in the seventh verse, it reads: Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. To be born of the Spirit is to speak in tongues or in unknown language. Thus we see by the scriptures that baptism is essential to salvation. Jesus tells us in Mark 16, 16, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. So choose this day whom you will serve, God or man. The choice is yours. There are times in life when we get the feeling that Jesus is a long distance away. However, he's only a prayer away. One day, Jesus took Peter, James, and John upon a high mountain by themselves. They had gone up the mountain to pray. It was literally a mountaintop experience because it most likely took place on Mount Hermon, which is about 9,000 feet high. For their convenience, tour guides in the Holy Land usually said it happened on Mount Tabor, which is only about 1,000 feet high. Whether it was on Mount Hermon or Mount Tabor, we know of a surety that the Transfiguration took place. Somewhere on the solitary slopes of this high mountain, Jesus and the three disciples had come to be alone for a time of prayer. Each had his own special need. Jesus had approached the turning point in his life and ministry. His enemies were pressing hard upon him. He had decided whether to retreat from the Holy Land or go to Jerusalem and confront those who were plotting to kill him. Jesus' need was to discern the will of the Father in this matter. Often, self, Jesus asks, am I doing the right thing? Am I making the right decisions? Am I fulfilling my life's purpose? Often in our daily lives, we confront the same problem as Jesus did, and the right decisions must be made. For Peter, James, and John, it was a time to seek guidance in order to understand Jesus' mission. Only six days earlier, Peter had a wonderful insight of Jesus. You are the Messiah. You have the truth, and to whom shall we go? But when Jesus began to explain that the Messiah had to suffer and die, Peter refused to listen. Since boyhood, Peter had heard that the Messiah would be a great conquering military hero. Consequently, it was most difficult for him to accept Jesus as a suffering servant. This will never happen to you, Lord, he said to Jesus. Peter rebuked Jesus and in turn was strongly rebuked. Reading Matthew 16 23. But he turned and said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan. Thou art an offense unto me. For thou savorest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. Thus we see clearly that Peter and the others needed to pray for guidance in this matter. As Jesus and the others were praying, Moses, representing the law unto those who have slept in Jesus, and Elijah, representing the prophets and those who would be raptured when the trump of God sounds, appeared and talked with them. When a child of God has a mountaintop experience and feels God's presence, it is very hard to find words to describe. In this case, we find Matthew describing a cloud as we read in Matthew 17, 5. While he yet spake, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and behold, a voice out of the cloud which said, this is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. The imagery of a cloud was an ancient way of describing the immediate presence of God's glory. They tell us that God's presence was so immediate, His voice was heard coming from the cloud. God comes to us in different ways. Jesus and the apostles had to be willing to climb the mountain in order to experience in an intimate way, God's living presence. The experience was in, in, in itself, but still they needed to respond. Peter wanted to remain on the mountaintop. Peter literally wanted to build some shelters and dwell there on the mountain, but Jesus ignored the suggestion and led the apostles down the mountain and back into the valley. And what did they find? They found people in need immediately they encountered a father pleading for his son. As you read in Matthew 17, 14 to 20, and when they were come to the multitude, there came to him a certain man kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is a lunatic and sore vexed, and oft times he falleth into the fire and oft into the water. And abode him to the disciples, and they could not cure him, Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. And Jesus rebuked the devil, and he departed out of him. And the child was cured from that very hour. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, why could not we cast him out? And Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief, For verily I say unto you, if ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. During World War II, General MacArthur needed to move his troops across a certain river. He called in his most experienced engineer and asked him if he could bridge, if a bridge could be built quickly. After he had thought about it for a few moments, the engineer replied, yes, sir. It can be done. Then have your draft, man. Begin drawing the plans at once, the general ordered. A few days later, the general summoned the engineer and asked him how the bridge was coming. It's ready, said the engineer. You can send the troops across the bridge now, unless, of course, you want to wait for the drawings. They're not finished yet. In most cases, it is not always good to build a bridge before you have the drawings. There are certain dangers involved in that. Nevertheless, in today's world, there are so many bridges that urgently need to be built that we true born-again Christians had better start doing instead of just planning and drawing. Now, if you would like to know more about God's Word, the church, and review these telecast presentations in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. And until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Billy Hahn, Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of his hands. The church band will close today's telecast with the song Marching on with Jesus.
0: program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church